And now the Mishnah turns to the topic of lending what's called sa'a What that means is measure for measure. So that means that you lend someone a measure of a commodity or stuff, and you expect to get that same measure back. So, for example, I lend you a gallon of wine, and I expect you to give me back a gallon of wine. And the rabbi said that's forbidden uh, because, although it's just a durabanan, the concern is that the net effect could be that the person who borrowed the wine could end up losing um, and having to pay back much more in terms of value. So it has the net effect of being like ribis. So, for example, you borrowed the wine, it was worth 100 shekels, and you have to pay it back, the price of wine went up, so now you have to give back 200 shekels worth of value, so you as the borrower are losing. It's like neshech. Just a durabanan, because, um, first of all, it's not so you didn't commit ahead of time to pay back more than what was um, received, and also um, the the second reason given is because the Torah, as far as it's concerned, is based on the at the merosh, what's done at the time of the loan. At the time of the loan, the wine is worth the wine. So it's not a problem, Doraisa, but Durban it is. So our Mishnah is going to say, even though we do have this problem of lending sa'abasa, um, and therefore the proper thing to do, um, ignoring whatever we say in the Mishnah, in the next couple of Mishnah, in terms of other leniencies, um, if you're going to do it, is you have to sort of confirm the price ahead of time and then peg it to the price. So I'm lending you a commodity, it has to be based on the on the prevailing price right now, and then um, I have to pay back the commodity in the according to the value of what it was at the time that I loaned it, and we have to establish that ahead of time. But notwithstanding that, we'll see that there are leniencies, the same leniencies that apply with commercial transactions of um, Yeshlo and Yatsashar apply equally to Sabasa, um, and in fact, even more lenient by Sabasa. So let's see the mission inside, and this this mission plus the next mission will we'll discuss the leniencies. It says, Malva Adamas Arisasav Chitim Bechitim Lazera. A person may lend his, um, an Aris is a, is a sharecropper. I'll explain that shortly. Chitim Bechitim, you know, wheat in return for the same quantity of wheat. If the purpose is Lazera to seed, to plant the fields. I'll explain all this in a moment. Avalo Le'echol, but he can't do it for the sharecroppers to consume the wheat now. So the, what he cannot do is what I just explained, the sa'abasa. You can't lend him a bushel of wheat now so he can make bread for the throughout the winter, and then come the summer when the harvest is there, the sharecropper will give him back a bushel of, of wheat. That he cannot do because that's sa'abasa. Fine. What he could do, says so the first part of the mission, this is really the Kiddush, is that the landowner who's gone into uh, some sort of like, effectively what works out as like a, a business arrangement with his sharecropper, and let me explain this for a moment. We had, a couple of nights ago, we had what's called the, the choker. He was the tenant farmer who was essentially, in both the scenarios, the situation is someone owns land, someone else hasn't got land, but he wants to earn a living. He's prepared to work. So he says, he strikes a deal. He says, let me stay on your land. I'll work your land, and then I'll share with you some of the profits of my labor. There's two ways to strike that in terms of paying with commodities. It could be a fixed amount or a variable amount. If it's fixed, it's like a fixed rent. It says, listen, let me work your land. I'll pay you 10 bushels a year. That's Chakiros. We had that before. Our Mishnah is talking about Arisus. It's a ten, uh, Arisus is a sharecropper. Um, they agree to share in the crops. That means that the person works and he says, I'll give you you know, a third of the yield of the field, whatever the story is. So I'll keep two-thirds, you keep one-two-third, and whatever comes, you, I'll keep two-thirds, you get one-third, and whatever comes, comes. So our mission here is saying that if the sharecropper says, listen, for us to get the most out of our field that I'm working for you, um, I need to get enough seeds to plant it fully, and I don't have the seeds or the money to do so, so please, can you please provide me with seed, and I'll pay you back 
with that seed at the end of this season when I when I have output from the field. So that's what it means, lazera. I'm, the sharecropper is taking the seeds to to plant the fields. So when the payback comes, he won't just give back a third of the yield, or whatever they agreed ahead of time. He'll give back a third of the yield plus the bushel of wheat kernels that he borrowed. That looks like a return of principal, and it looks like a loan, and therefore it looks like sub so it looks like it should be Asr Medirabanan, but the Mishnah here is saying it's not Asr, because the way we're going to look at this is simply as like um, part of their business deal. So this, um, the guy working the field actually is like got a hybrid between kind of like a Chakiris and an Arisa, so he's paying essentially the deal they've struck is he's paying him a third of the of the uh, the yield plus one bushel of wheat in exchange for being allowed to work and live on the land and be provided with some seeds for planting the field. So it's a business deal, and therefore it's mutter and not considered a loan at all. Now the Mishnah says, um, well, that's the case. You should know that Rabban Gamliel um, didn't do it that way. He was strict on himself. Rabban Gamliel, also one of the Nassim, he had his own fields, he had his own sharecroppers, and if he would lend to the sharecropper, quote-unquote lend, meaning providing with um, seed um, for planting, so he'd always strike a deal in such a way that the the sharecropper would get the better end of the deal. So that means um, if the if the price of grain uh, went against the sharecropper, meaning it became more expensive, he would have to pay back the same amount of um, that value. So he he's pays it back less grain. If it if it goes down in value, then he was allowed to pay just back um, the amount, the quantity borrowed, not more than that. So either way, the sharecropper who was borrowing doesn't lose. But that was a stricture. That the Rambam took upon himself, which is not maker a din. That's the Mishnah says inside. It says Shahai Rabban Gamliel Malve Esa Risasav Chitin Bechitin Lazera. Rabban Gamliel would lend his sharecroppers, um, saying, "I'm giving you a bushel of wheat now, and you give me for planting in the field, and you give me a bushel later on." But Beyoker Vahuzlu Obazol Vahukru Noto Mahen Kishar Hazol. However, whether the price went up or down, Rabban Gamliel. When he asked that extra payback from the of the seeds, he let whatever works out better for the the borrower or the sharecropper. Velo says the Mishnah. That's not actually the Ikra Din, the requirement, technically speaking. However, Rabban Gamliel wanted to be strict on himself and not have even a, a, a an impression that he's benefiting in like a quasi rabbinic. Um, Ribbis kind of way, and therefore he was strict on himself. Halacha, of course, not like Rabban Gamil, like the Tanakama, that one can lend to a sharecropper, because uh, we're looking at it as a loan at all, but rather as a business deal.